Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We have to talk about blurred out faces every ghost episode. It's horrible. I don't want to think that there's ghosts. Oh, I'm going to cry. I'm welling up. Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. This is Bob Shoy, and with me as always is Beef. Go first. All right, how's it going? And Tiss. We're fucking back, boys. We're back. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. Profanity already. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> so, first episode of 2020. I know. Unbelievable. It feels like we've already done about six months of 2020. I mean, it's nearly March, but... Jeez. Oh, my God. We are we are a little week late. We had some tef- technical difficulties uh, last week. Uh, so, that's Beast's fault. It was. I'm really sorry, everyone. <laughs> I was uh, over Christmas. I updated my Mac, and then for some reason, Audacity wasn't working on the new update. Um, so I had to do a whole lot of skullduggery last night, and I seem to have done it. It looks like it's working fine. So, yeah, hopefully we're all right. So yeah, but apologies for that. It's my fault. So we're starting off with a ghost stories episode, and uh, just going to lay this out at the beginning. The uh, the way the show is going to be running going forward is um, so we're going to do batches of four episodes at a time. So you're going to get two months on, one month off. And then that way we can keep the quality up and we can keep having regular breaks because we're all extremely busy now. Uh, I have a job and I do podcasting and I have, I'm doing a degree as well. So my time is limited and I'm really bringing down the time I spend podcasting this year. So we got our ghost stories, then we're going to do one episode each, then a month off. Woo! Sounds good. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Lots of podcasts operate like that, though, so if you listen to other podcasts, that should be pretty normal. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll work well for us uh, going forward. Yeah. And absence will make the hearts grow fonder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's for us, not for listeners. I'm sure they can miss us for a month. So um, should we get straight into some ghost stories? Oh yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I like these. So what I did uh, the other day, I went over to the coffee shop over the road from my house 
and I just trawled through the emails since the last time we did a ghost stories episode and there's loads we get so many of these sent to us and I sort of always just star them and then go through them when it comes to one of these so what I've done is I've just pulled a load of them out copied them all into a word document and I'll pick them at random tonight I think and we'll just take it in turns um I've also got some audio clips to play um yeah that sounds scary no nothing too scary oh no. I tell you what actually I've let's, I'm going to start off with an audio clip straight away uh, so you guys and the listeners know that at the end of last year, me and Becca went over to America mm-hmm. and when I was over there, I had a spooky encounter. Mm. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. So oh, yeah, you said, I remember you telling us a while ago, a few months back. Yeah. We were talking about faith and you said, and I said, what about you? Cause you have had encounters like this and you said, well, we'll come to that later. Yeah. I've had three weird ghost experiences in the last maybe year and a half two years and i've been saving them for a time like this so one of them is when i was in america Mm -hmm. and uh, so this is me and becca in portland heading out for a pizza at a haunted haunted brewery oh and i'm gonna play that now hey becca hey um are you ready to go get some pizza yeah i'm really hungry okay in portland so um, we asked the uh, hotel staff here where we could get some decent pizza in the area. Yep. And um, we're staying at the Society in Portland. Yeah. And um, they basically said right over the road, there's a, there's a place to good pizza. Um, they struck off all the hipster ones. Yeah, Old Town is a brewery as well, so we can get some, get you some know, nice beer and some yeah. pizza. So anyway, we headed over there, looked at the menu, thought this looks good, we'll come back later and get some pizza. And uh, when I was in there, I spotted something. Right. Flyer. And some info. And it basically said, this place is haunted. <laughs> We're literally about ten, ten paces away from this place. Yeah, and I couldn't believe the serendipity of it sending me, resident uh, weird, <laughs> yeah. weird tailor, right. over to there. To, on the case. Yeah, I, it was like sneaking up on me. It follows me wherever I go. Um, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. Right. And so keep your senses open to this. So if my pizza starts moving or it accidentally, like suddenly, this bit's missing from it. Yeah, if I say look over there and then when you look back there's a bite taken out of your pizza, it's probably the ghost. (laughs) (laughs) The poltergeist. Well, as it says on the website. No wonder. If I was uh, a ghost, I'd probably hang out in a pizzeria. (laughs) It says, don't be surprised if an unexpected guest joins you for a slice today. Oh. (laughs) so she's a constant presence. Her name is Nina. Nina. So if you if you feel a presence behind you, smell a faint waft of perfume. Uh, you may have received a visit. Yeah. Often seen in a black dress, uh, observing diners wandering the basement below. Why? Observing diners or wandering the basement below. Not not twice. She doesn't leave her eyes upstairs and then go wander. But um, although she might, who knows? Apparently, she's been there for over a hundred years. This area is like super old. Like we walking past some shops and stuff earlier and they're like 100 year anniversary and stuff so there's a lot of buildings that had like 1800 something yeah. you know on them and like it's a really old part wild of west town. imagery around isn't it yeah it doesn't portland doesn't give off the wild west vibe but i feel like uh it was a big it was quite a big town back then so um i'm just looking about who exactly she is mm-hmm. who's an Ina? 
Um, da, 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 da. As the legend goes, one of the young working women, because, mm. you know, oldest profession, it's, that sort it's of the stuff. World, it's the World West. Uh, was Nina, sold into the life by a thriving white slavery market. Mm. Uh, in an effort to clean up the neighbourhood, travelling missionaries convinced Nina to share information in exchange for freeing her from a fate she did not choose. Nina cooperated, but soon afterwards was found dead in the hotel, now the Old Town Pizza. Mm. Uh, thrown down the elevator shaft, Nina was reported to have never left the building. Could it be Nina who carved her name into the brick of the old elevator shaft, now the backdrop of the cosy booth in the rear of the restaurant? Oh my God. wonder if we're... We'll probably be putting that beef. They'll, they'll recognise me. They'll be like, it's him. It's the weird guy. Um, <laughs> Not that it's the weird Taz guy. It's, it's just the, <laughs> it's weird, just the guy. weird guy. <laughs> anyway, so I'm not going to go into it, uh, the whole thing. There's loads and loads of information on the website. But this I just cool. thought... So we, what's the place called again? Old Town Pizza. Old Town Pizzeria. Yeah, um, oh, and brewery. brewery. Yeah, so I thought... In Portland on 3rd. Seeing as we're here anyway, mm. and we've, I've chucked the portable recorder in the bag just in case... I thought... Um, you can listen to us eat pizza and maybe get spooked. I thought I would take it with us just in case we do feel anything. All right. All right. Cool. Let's, let's go eat some pizza anyway. Sounds like she's had a creepy... Her story's quite creepy. Yeah. Chapter The, the building looks old. Anyway, let's we'll go. report back on the uh, pizza, beer and ghost. I'm starving. I want one of those um, old-fashioned English ales, please. <laughs> yeah, they do. That they've got that. on the menu. Yeah. Every time we go to a craft beer place in the UK, it's like West Coast IPA, East Coast IPA, New England IPA. We come over here, number one on the menu of their brewery was English style IPA. <laughs> so, you know. But let's go get some beer, pizza, and ghosts. Yeah, cool. So, um, this may be the uh, beer talking. I've just got to look again because I'm waiting for it to happen again. I. So we're sat, had, oh. we're sat like in a booth in like near where this, what was her name? Nina. Nina. Apparently like where she, we're not sat in the elevator shaft, but we're sat like right next to it. And there's like a mirror behind my head, like in the elevator shaft. And um, I'm sitting with my back towards it, but Bob was like staring over my shoulder. And then, well, you'd. Tell him what you saw. Well, like I say, this might be the beer talking because we've our pizza's only just come, so I'm, I'm pretty hungry. But I was just looking in the mirror, and there's a pane of glass behind my head, so I can see it reflecting in the mirror in front of me. And I just saw a black figure move across it. And I thought, oh, well, it's someone walking past on the street outside because it's the window. And then when I turn around to look, that isn't the glass window that leads outside. It's just a, a pane of glass within the restaurant, a divider. And there's, and there's like no one. This restaurant is dead. There's like two other patrons here and like three members of staff. So, mm. make of that what you will. Nina walks. I can't believe you actually saw a ghost. I don't know what it was. I wouldn't say oh, it was a ghost. I'm going to eat my pizza. So now I've um, had a couple of slices of pizza now. Calm down a little bit. <laughs> Not so worked up. By the way, the, the beer's really good. The pizza's really good. Mm. Um, so that's that's our review on that. But when the waiter came with our pizza, he was wearing a black shirt, and uh, he walked past that pane of glass, and it was when Becca was getting all antsy about my report, and uh, she jumped out of her skin. <laughs> so, but it wasn't the ghost. It was a, a server. I'm just glad I missed the actual ghost. 
The what ghost? The actual ghost? Yeah, the actual ghost that you saw. Convinced. Yeah. Nah. Oh, what? It was just like they didn't talk about there being a ghost at all. It's like a craft brewery and a pizza place. So we just wanted beer and yeah. pizza. It was just so happened that this place also was haunted. So we were just sat in a booth and I could see the back, which is where the ghost is supposed to linger around. And in the back of that is a mirror. And then behind me is like a frosted white glass. Hmm. And I'm talking to Becca and it's actually, I'm looking at it and then I see a what looks like just a black figure go past the window behind me in the mirror. So I'm looking forward at the mirror and I can see the frosted glass behind me and I see a black human-shaped figure just walk past the glass. Whoa. Fuck. Yeah. It was really That's... weird. So hang on a minute. The frosted glass behind you, what was behind that? Just the rest of the bar, but there was no other patrons in there. That was it. There's no one there. No, it couldn't have been like a staff member. No, or and so behind me, you've got the frosted glass and then... It ends, and that's the end of a wall, and I can see the rest of the place. So, because right. we're in a booth. No, so, when it went past, nothing came the other side. I didn't see anything. It's like it went past the glass, and then there was nothing. Ooh. And Becca Spooky. was really um, sure that some I'd spotted something. You'll hear in that recording that I'm very like, oh, it's nothing. I don't know what it was. Oh, my eyes playing tricks on me. But she was pretty sure something weird. It had a weird atmosphere in there. Mm. There was a server guy who came through in a black shirt a little bit later, and Becca shat herself when she saw him go past the glass. <laughs> 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 oh, man. That's pretty so, freaky. So there we go. That's the first of my three experiences that I'll tell you throughout this episode. Ooh. That's kind of scary. What was your... Did you feel scared at the time? Um... No, I didn't really. I was so hungry that my thought was just on, like, let's get some pizza. Yeah, I can relate okay. to that. Yeah, right. I think when hunger strikes, nothing else matters. <laughs> because, honestly, you could do anything to me if I'm hungry in terms of, like, I don't know, yeah. I don't I don't care about anything else unless... No, I was so ready for some pizza. It had been a long day of travelling. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was the day we arrived in Portland, and I was just like... I asked the hotel staff, I was just like, I want some pizza and I want some beer. And they were like, that place opposite does good pizza and beer. So we went there and it just so happened to have the bonus of ghosties. That's pretty cool. Walking around. Wow, that's yeah. what a good find. Yeah. So do you, one of you guys want to uh, read a, an email from a listener? Yeah, I'll take oh, one. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Beef got in there first, so I'll find, I'll grab one of these out for you, Beefy. Okay. Okay. So this one... Uh, the name is confidential on this one. Right, okay. Mm. So thank you to Confidential. Is that because the ghost might be out to get anyway, so I've got this um story ready. Yes. This one's not too long, I don't think. I've got some longer ones, some shorter ones. Okay. Uh right, here we go. One night at my mum's house, I was hanging out in my brother's room. We were watching TV and had been for a while. For whatever reason, I looked towards his horizontal pull-up lines that were slightly open and could be peered into. I noticed there was an image of a body and his head was facing away from the window. So he was standing outside, but facing to his left and not looking in. I was immediately startled, but not primarily 
due to someone being there, but because he was like see-through. This is always the part that most difficult to explain because it sounds super cheesy no matter which way you go about explaining it. Oh, it wasn't. Sorry, it's because I'm reading it and I just I read it and then okay. It wasn't human. There was no skin. It was just an image of someone standing there, not looking in. My brother is mentally disabled and stayed home a lot, so I didn't want to scare him. I decided not to tell him, and so I quietly left to tell my mum. She freaked out and decided to investigate. She went to the blinds and opened them widely, but saw nothing, even though I still did. Oh, it was still there. Oh, that's horrible. Mm. That is pretty horrific. Um, Oh, here we go. Um, The scariest part for me... Oh my gosh. (laughs) The scariest part for me was when my brother chimed in and asked, are you looking for that man standing outside? I see him too. Oh, Oh, I'm going to (laughs) cry. I'm welling up. Started with a good one. I'm welling up. Um, I haven't finished yet. Um... Oh, neither my brother nor I ever saw this image again, but the fact that we could both see it elevated my fear of it. As a woman of faith, I often pray for God and his angels to surround and protect us, so I tried finding comfort in that. However, it doesn't take away from how chilling it was to witness this. Oh my gosh, that is that is horrible. Yeah. So... So let me just try and... F- so it was a figure, but it's like a see-through transparent figure. Um, sort of standing, kind facing of standing, to the side. Yeah. Out the window. With no skin. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, I, oh that's just... Oh, And then when her brother chimes in... Yeah. Sorry, I, I'm assuming it was... Uh, did I read her? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, oh man, that's horrible. Yeah, that's... that's... Oh. There we go. So this, this is really fun man? because I normally I like proofread all these and sort of just pick the ones out. But this time I've just chucked a load in a folder at random and I'm just picking them out. So we could get anything. And that that was a good one to start with, I think. Oh, oh man, that was I'm horrible. welling up. As soon as you said about the blinds being open and she still saw the guy there, my, my eyes just yeah. filled. That's horrible. Uh. Uh, hopefully the next one's not too bad then, Tiss. You'll be going next. Well, I, I, I would be praying for every angel to come and... Oh, man, that'd be awful. Translucent. That'd be so horrible. Water, man. Oh. oh. Well, that was good. So thank you to Confidential. That was got us off to a good start. Thanks, Comp. Yes. At least I don't have to drive home from your house. Do you remember the days when we used to meet in Stukeley? Yeah. And yeah. me and Tiss oh, would have to drive home bricking it. Translucent man in the rear mirror. <laughs> oh. I'm, uh, I am home alone tonight for a change, so... No way. Uh, Tiss, do you want to do one? Yeah, let's do it. I've got another uh, fairly short one here, so... Okay. Let's, let's take another one of these out. So this is from Jeff Armstrong. So I've seen Jeff. I, I recognise that name. He he pops up quite a bit on our Facebook. I think. Mm. Right. So yeah, Tiss. Whenever you're ready on this one. Here we go. Here we go. When I was around eleven or twelve, one night before bed, I went to shut off the front yard light. As I went over by the door, I looked through the window, and standing in front in the front yard, I could see a white apparition of what looked like a cowboy. Uh, like a cowboy had a very defined cowboy hat shape on top of his head which is what made me think cowboy 
sat there and watched for a few minutes only for it to disappear into thin air the next morning i went out to check around where i'd seen the apparition and found a noose laying on the ground in the area where the apparition was standing to this day i don't know where the noose would have come from uh but that has always stayed with me all these years Ooh. there we go cowboy guy it's like a lasso cowboy ghost <laughs> yeah, maybe it wasn't no. a noose. Maybe it was a lasso. Yeah. <laughs> maybe the cowboy had a, a terrible uh, lasso had accident. Mixed up his yeah, exactly. Lasso and noose. Caught up in his own lasso. Yeah. I wonder how many times cowboys accidentally lassoed themselves, like choked themselves. What do you mean? Like as they were swinging it above their head, they swinging fell down around, on them. dropped down, caught around their neck, and they went to throw it, and it's like, and yanks their throat. And there must have been at least one incident of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Oh man, I like that. No skinned ghost, cowboy ghost. That's to me. That's a fun one. That's not so scary. That's like, well, it's quite. If it was me, I'd be scared. But mm. I like the idea of a cowboy ghost because we always talk we about always them always being about... Victorian. Yeah, exactly. So that's, um, yeah, is that, that's a bit different. I like that. That was, yeah. I mean, I guess it wasn't too fun for Jeff. Well, uh, uh, is Jeff American uh, or UK? Ooh, I don't know. Because a cowboy in the UK makes it. An extra delicious story. In America, it's believable. Many cowboys in the UK. <laughs> I took it that he's American because he said yard in the backyard or the front yard. That's true. Mm. Instead of garden, which is the correct term. Well, that makes sense if it's a cowboy ghost. Ghosts don't tend to go across seas, right? You wouldn't see like a ancient Chinese apparition in the UK, right? I don't know. Have you ever seen a ghost on a plane? <laughs> right, we've got another story here. What we're going to do is, this is a longer one, so I thought what I'd do is we'll split it so we'll sort of tell a third of it each because it sort of takes place over a number of years. Oh, right. Cool. So I'll tell the first bit now and then I'll give the next bit to B for the last bit to Tiss. Oh, nice. Nice. Three-parter. So this one's from uh, Kerry Segnitz. All right, okay, so my best friend in upper school lived in a haunted house. Her family had always said there were some strange things happening there, but it never really bothered us as teenagers. When we were around 15, my friend's auntie passed away. After this, we would frequently be able to smell stale smoke. Although her parents did smoke, this smell was always upstairs. They only smoked downstairs in the kitchen. One night, my friend noticed a few things had been moved around her room. Kind of curious, we decided to get a necklace and ask if any spirits were around. Spin right for yes and left for no. There was four of us, including my friend's sister. After asking multiple questions, we started to get some answers. Are you female? Yes. Are you a child? Yes. So we're all a bit freaked out, but not enough to stop. My friend's sister starts saying things. Things about me that I hadn't told my best friend, so her sister would have no way of knowing. It was like she was in a trance, but was still able to talk to her, and she was completely normal, apart from knowing things that she'd have no way of knowing. After a while, she seemed to think that the spirit was of a child who had been murdered and buried nearby, and whose name was Louisa. After this night, many strange things happened, although we knew she was friendly, so we never got scared. So I'll send the next bit to you, Beef. Ooh, that's already... Really, really horrible. One day, me and my friends were leaving the house. We used to leave out the back gate. We walked the length of the house, switching stuff off, TV, CD player, lights, 
As we got to the back door, the CD player switched on and started playing. I'd just watched my friend switch it off at the wall. Safe to say this caught us by surprise. We both walked back, switched it off again and ran. Another time over the summer holiday, I'd stayed there and we were both in bed. Her whole family had gone to work. Her mum had come in and said bye to me. I drifted back off to sleep after this. I woke up to hear the noises of someone making a cup of tea, kettle, clinking of spoons. So these are more incidents going on in the same house. Mm. Uh, And then Tiss, I'm going to send you the last bit now. So that summer, we all went on holiday. In this week, her family, who were also on holiday with us, house empty, had brought some builders in while we was all away. When we returned, number 316 was wrote in pencil on the hallway wall. I'm fully aware this could have been the builders, but it was just a bit coincidental that 316 was also the room number me and my friend had shared while on holiday. Mm. After a while, my friend's dad found out that we knew. He begged my friend's sister to tell us that she was lying and just made it up to scare us. She said no and asked why he was so bothered as we wasn't scared. His answer was that he had actually seen the little girl and had mistaken her for one of us until the next day when he realised none of us had stayed there that night. Oh, my God. We all have dark hair and so did the spirit he had seen. So after this, we were fully convinced that we weren't just hearing things and that the house was really haunted. The family has since moved and, as far as I know, hasn't had anything else happen. So there we go. That is... That's mad. When when multiple sources confirm stuff like that. Yeah, it's always... It's like the the brother in the first story and the dad in that. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. It it just adds so much more weight to it. Yeah, exactly. And then actually it makes it scarier for you because you know you've not... You've not just making stuff up. You've definitely seen something because someone else can see it too. Yeah. yeah. You can confirm it. So the first, in your part, Bobby, mm-hmm. um, uh, just remind me quickly what it was that, um, so I had like things switching on and turning off. and Yeah, and it the was kettle. the, um, they were playing the game, the kids with the necklace oh, yeah. and talking That's to horrible. some child who identified yeah. herself as Louisa. Yeah. That's it. Oh, that is pretty, pretty horrible. Yeah, so thanks, Kerry. Mm. Uh, this next one's really interesting, guys. Uh, so this was sent to us from someone called Lewis Green, and okay. he sent us some videos. Oh, um, okay. He works uh, at a shop, and we're not going to say where. So uh, he has access to the CCTV footage. Mm. So I'm going to send you two videos here onto the WhatsApp, so get your phones up if you can. So what you're going to see is it's the end of an aisle, of a supermarket aisle. and um, This is going to make me cry, isn't it? No, just look at the, sh- the things on the shelves. So on Lay this, on look, look in this this corner here, right? Okay. Which, which corner? The right, yeah, the right-hand down, corner. Down here. Okay, cool. <gasps> oh... That's mad, though. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna look even, even closer. There you go. Oh, fuck off! <laughs> um, the other video, 
I'm just I'll just play the other video just in case because you you might be able to see it better. There's like three different things that move in the in the other video. Mm. I mean, it's I was even trying to find to see if there was a hand coming in from down oh, the no. aisle. Oh no, this 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 other this one's weird. It's it's hard for me to say which way to look because it happens at like three different places at different times. Okay. But I'll just hold this up. Yeah, I saw that down there on the right. <sighs> oh. Oh, what the hell? That is horrible. Yeah. So. Whoa. That's horrible, right? So for the the listeners, what it is, it's the end of a supermarket aisle. Uh, So you've got packets of bits and bobs all over. And one by one, from the edges, things just slide off and fall onto the floor. And then there's one of them where the the packet at the front just flips forward and falls on the floor. It's a bit like, um, it reminds me of Ghostbusters when they open the fridge and the eggs start going. The yeah. things just start moving around. So <laughs> I asked him f- about this mm. and he said, um, I filmed them myself after walking past that section of the store and seeing the products on the floor. I looked at the CCTV as I thought it may have been the kids. So I wanted to, cat- I wanted to find them and asked why they'd knocked items on the floor and didn't replace them. I showed all of my colleagues the footage and they say it was the wind. However, this is at the back of the store away from the door. I work for redacted in a convenience store so i haven't shared this footage anywhere as i'm not allowed to share cctv footage so i won't be putting this footage on the website or anything however i feel like i can trust you guys not to get me in trouble on occasions i'm sure i've seen someone walking past me in the warehouse out of the corner of my eye but all my colleagues have been out in the shop floor at the time and i was the only one in the warehouse there is only one door to get in and out of the warehouse, so I know I was still alone and there was no noise from the door. So, Haunted Supermarket. Ooh. Yeah, that's freaky. I was trying to find, particularly on that first video, mm. to see if it just looked like someone kind of like reaching in and taking it from the back, but it's not there, is it? No, no, I've watched them both a lot of times. I mean, and so. some of them aren't even falling on the floor. It looks like they're being carried away. Yeah, it's weird. It's really that weird. So it's really freaky. That was really exciting for me to get some video footage from a listener. Yeah, and and actually genuine. You know, when you say video, particularly in this subject, it's it's actually the the subjects you don't want video in because you know mm. it's going to be pretty crap. But that's pretty great. There's some good stuff there. Yeah. Um, Tis, what do you think? That's horrible. It, <laughs> when you see it, it's just oh just welling up every time every time i'm just like welling up yeah it's not titanic it's horrible i don't want to think that there's ghosts and they don't the things that are coming off the shelf they're not small items they're quite big bulky items what if you move into a haunted house what would you do if you moved into a haunted house i wouldn't move into one but how would you know know until you got there um I don't know, I suppose the estate agent would keep it quiet. Well, Bobby wouldn't worry because he doesn't believe in ghosts. Is there anyone that could ghost bust houses? Well, talking of this, I saw something strange in my flat. Oh. In your current flat? Yeah. So this is really weird. This is nothing. I, if we weren't doing a ghost stories thing and you hadn't said that, I probably wouldn't mention this. But um, this was um, end of last year. I was home alone. And um, I think I, I drank a bottle of wine. So I was a little bit staggering through the hallway. And you know when um, an animal makes you jump? You go, oh, shit, like runs under your legs. Yeah. I did that because I saw a black cat run down the hallway and run under my legs. And my brain didn't think, didn't think, oh, it's a ghost. It was just like, oh, shit, the cat. And then I was like, well, hang on a second. I like turned around 
and uh, nothing there. That's weird. So that was weird. It's probably just the fact that I drank some wine. It was probably like a pair of shoes or something. But <laughs> Yeah, but that's not enough wine, really, for it to be... No, no. ...playing that much of a trick on your mind? Like that's... No, it was a very odd feeling. And afterwards, like, my chest was very, like, fluttery. Because I was like, what the fuck was that? It was because it was such an instant reaction. Like, I opened the door to my hallway from the lounge. I was just going through to the toilet. And, yeah, it was just like, oh, shit, like it ran under my legs. Oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah. Ghost Is cat. There, was there maybe, like, a window open where a neighbor's cat could have come through or...? No, no, no. None of that. Man, that's really weird. So that's a weird one. That is a weird one. Mm. Mm. It's the only weird thing I've ever seen in this flat. Did you, when you turned around, was there anything um, there or was it... No, did you no, because s- behind me was just my front door. You just saw a ghost cat? One time. Just saw a ghost cat sitting there, yeah. Weird. Yeah. Maybe it was stray cat. Maybe the ghost of my cat, my yeah. actual cat, followed me to Leeds. Your mum's house is yeah. haunted. Yeah, but we've talked. I've talked about the weird stuff in my mum's house before. I've got just a couple of recent things. How does your mum deal with it? She doesn't think it's haunted. Mm. Has anything happened to her? Has she actually experienced anything? I don't know. So basically, the way to deal with it is just definitely don't believe in ghosts and you'll be all right yeah or just like well the thing is i don't believe in ghosts i don't know what that was like i said i'd had a bottle of wine maybe i just like moved my head in a weird way and my shoes from the corner of the hallway looked like something was moving i don't know Mm. this is me always seeking for rationality i think it's um when i think of these things i'm i'm aware of spiritual activity because i've sort of experienced it before and I've shared it before on the pod. Um, but I wouldn't say there were ghosts. It's, you know, they're, they're like, it's, it's, yeah, some kind of spiritual activity going on. And it's almost like sometimes you get a feeling. It's not necessarily fear, but you're just all of a sudden aware that you're kind of not alone or there's... Yeah. Um, yeah, like, um, so a friend of mine that used to live in Stukeley, his parents owned a pub, um, used to go and stay over there you know, quite often. And um, like if you had to go downstairs in the middle of the night, obviously it's like quite an old pub. That was terrifying, but it wasn't... I never saw anything or heard anything. It just all of a sudden you're just aware of something. It felt really Some strange. Some buildings have that energy to them. Yeah. Where you don't feel quite right walking around in them. No. Yeah, freaky. I'm really scared because uh, we're looking at a, a Victorian house at the minute. And, uh, well, we think it's Victorian. It's got period features. Could be a Victorian ghost in there. Could be a Victorian ghost in there. That would suck. Mm. But yeah, I suppose you'd never know if a house was haunted before you bought it, would you? No. No. And that's the thing. It's, e- it's easier to say. We say it all the time, particularly when we've done Warren's episodes. Uh, I well, I do. I I say you just move out, but then moving out of somewhere isn't easy, is it? You can't just move out of somewhere. You've got to find somewhere to move into, and by that time, you've normally gone through contracts and signed papers. So you'd have to, you'd be stuck in this horrible haunted house, wouldn't you? I'd probably do it up and try and sell it on while living somewhere else, or rent it out. Just don't tell them it's haunted. Just don't tell them it's haunted. Yeah. Right, I've got another thing that someone sent in to us here. So we had a video sent in. Yep. 
This other one is potential EVP recording ha- sent in. Mm, okay. And um, uh, he sent a, f- a few files to me of him and his friend walking around a, a graveyard late at night trying to get some recordings. And um, I sort of listened through and skipped through some of them, and it was just a lot of walking around saying it feels a bit creepy. But there was a couple of bits that really stood out to me, and it's a couple that he highlighted. So I'm just going to sort of paraphrase from his email that he sent here. This is from Richard Driscoll. Um, so firstly, some background. One Halloween, me and my friend wanted to do something different, so we decided to do our own little free ghost hunt, like many popular TV shows. We both watched them and were always entertained by them without ever really believing them. So I did some research on haunted places in Sussex, and we decided upon Bramber Castle and Chanctonbury Rings. Bramber was our first destination, and this is where these clips come from. So it wasn't a church, it was Bramber Castle. So he sent me a few recordings. Um, so the first recording was just him and his friend walking around, um, explaining what was going on and just getting some ambient noise and stuff. Recording two, he says, is where it starts to begin. And at 31 seconds into the recording, after I asked a question, you can hear a faint scream-like sound in the background, which neither of us acknowledge. Bearing in mind that at this point my friend had started to leave his sceptical brain behind and was beginning to be scared by the end of the evening and I was still trying to tag all the background noises I could hear. I do believe one of us would have acknowledged this had we heard it. So this one's really hard to uh, distinguish without headphones on. For the listeners, I will put the pure audio clip in now, but you guys may struggle to hear this. So listen for a faint scream-like noise in the background. Does it have anything to do with the light that John saw? No, I couldn't hear that. Uh, no, really. it's it's very faint. You need to have your headphones on to really to really hear it. Try it one more time. Is it right at the end? Yeah, it's Artery speaking. Does it have anything to do with the light that John saw? Yeah. That one's really hard, but I hope you can hear this next one because this is good now. Because I read this first, I read the email first, and I was like, okay, well, we'll see. And then when I listened to it, I was like, oh, shit. Mm. So finally, recording three is where most of the events can be heard. At 57 seconds through to the one minute mark, you can begin to hear footsteps on a gravel path. Tell me that doesn't sound like someone walking around. It does. All I would say, though, is remember it could be someone walking around. (laughs) Public place, man. Just remember that. Now that the path where we were is indeed gravel, so it could have just been someone walking on it. However, we were completely still. And what's more, more, the path is completely lit up at night. And from our position, we could see clearly all the way down to the car park where ours was the only car there that night. Um, I know that you just have to take my word for this, but I've included some photos to hopefully show you the environment on that night. And he he did send me some photos. At the 1 minute 15 mark, which is the bit I'm going to play now, this is where I believe the true EVP occurred. Again, you can hear me speaking, trying to actually debunk and write off the noises we were hearing as explainable when you hear a voice, different to my own, different to my friends, and a lot louder say what I believe to be something like no light or no luck. 
I'm inclined to believe no light, as at the beginning of the recording, you can hear me say that we had the light on at this point. Once again, neither of us heard this at the time and neither of us reacted to this voice. You can tell it's not me because it begins to speak over at the end of what I'm saying and it's much louder in volume. This is also the reason I believe you can tell it's not my friend as he is much quieter and further away of the recording uh, to Tis, the recording I, device when he speaks. I, I can see the fear in Tiss's eyes. Mm. So I really hope you guys pick this up. I don't. On the headphones, this is so clear. It's so clear. It's a deep voice. And it just says, clear as clear as day, no light. Like it says it underneath him. So I hope you guys can hear it. So it's you're going to hear uh, Richard speaking. And towards the end of what he says, you hear no light. I hope. Oh, God. Public place, man. Just remember that. Could be someone just trying to freak us out. Remember that. Was it in between him talking? Was it like no light? It it's um it's literally the last thing that he says. So underneath, literally as he's saying the last word on this recording, I'm just gonna play the last little bit again. You hear it? It's so hard to hear on here, but when you have headphones, it is so clear. Could be someone just trying to freak us out. No light. It yeah. could be someone trying to freak us out. No light. Yeah, I didn't hear it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Try it one more time. Sorry. Okay, so it could be someone trying to figure us out. No light. Yeah, it's as it, it could be someone trying to freak us out. No light. Okay. Could be someone just trying to freak us out. It's very faint on I'm the. Still not on, getting it on, on on our side. It's very faint, but I can kind of t- tell. Yeah, it's it's really hard to pick up without having the source audio. Yeah. Um, I really wish that I'd had time to. I should have sent it to you guys earlier. Uh, the actual audio, but it's in an email. Um, That's cool. Well, we'll listen to it. And I mean, I'll everyone at home would have heard it then. And I, if you're listening in headphones, I hope you picked it up because to me, that was really clear. Yeah. So at the end, he said, I, I still do not believe that this is a ghost. And yes, I am still a skeptic, but I do not know what else this could be. The events of that night turned my friend into a firm believer and he refuses to do anything like that ever again. Side note, we never ended up going to the Chactonbury Rings because my friend was too scared and wanted to leave the area right away. Mm. Yeah, I don't blame him. Yeah. I, I would never do anything like that anyway, regardless of any experience. Well, look, I mean, apart from other experiences that I've had, but they're different to that. Um, you know, we're not when I've experienced things like that, I've never been like actively seeking it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's sounds freaky. So I'm going to play some audio now, which I recorded a while back. Uh, you guys may remember on the last, we did a, a listener's stories. It was stories that weren't ghost stories. One sort of midway through last year. And some of the people I spoke to on that episode, I had, I said I had recorded other things with them, which I'd held back. I'm going to play some of them now. So um, I had a listener, Andy Daly, and he had told us about the seeing the Bigfoot creature at the door of his bedroom when he was a kid, um, which we found terrifying at the time. Oh, oh yeah, I've just remembered this. Yeah. So he oh, yeah. also has this strange ghost story. Um, so this takes a little bit of setup to get to the ghost story because it also is uh, intertwined with his spirituality. 
And that's something we talk about a lot on the show. So um, this first part of the, the conversation that we had is uh, about a strange spiritual experience, which is the experience in, him li- in his life that turned him into a believer. It turned him into a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to play that now. Okay, the other one was more, more of a spiritual one. Uh, and to be honest with you, it's the most powerfulest thing mm-hmm. I've ever encountered. It's, you know, I feel... Um, I feel blessed, you know, and it's it's turned me into a believer, you know. I mean, when we, you know, talk about Jesus and, well, not Jesus, but God, mm-hmm. you know, we don't, well, I don't anyway. I don't class him as a, as a, as a man. You know, I class it as uh, uh, an energy, you know, yes. like a, a very powerful energy that we just can't, you know, there's some things we just can't explain, you know, yeah. and, and I think this was one of them. But what I do know was, uh, the encounter I had, it was real, you know, you know, you, you hear stories and stuff and people say, yeah, it was real to me. It was my truth. You know, I don't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be the words I would use because, you know, even though some people, you know, really believe their experience, you know, it could be questionable. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I know for a fact, you know, what I experienced, you know, it, it really was real. And I have no issues talking to people, putting my name to it because it was real. You know? yeah, I think there are and, a lot of uh, stuff like that. If it's, if you're sure, so sure in yourself that what you experienced was real, then it doesn't necessarily matter so much other people's opinions of that story to you. Not it's not going to make you feel better fact, about it, you know, worse about really it. I really blessed and I'm really proud of the experience, not under the circumstances, yeah. you know, uh, the circumstances weren't good. Uh, you know, my son was born prematurely, 16 weeks. Wow. Yeah, he was only like two pounds when he was born. Right. Okay, uh, let's, let's let's start with this story then, because I think this will be of, of, a, of a real interest. We do cover a lot of like spiritual topics on the show. So okay. that, that, that would really be of interest, I think. So let's start with this one. Okay, uh, what it was, uh, my son was born 16 weeks premature. Uh, you know, we he wasn't really, you know... Uh, holding out much hope, you know, from the medical team and stuff like that. So uh, what happened was, was uh, the, the people there were, they were brilliant. They were really good. It was in uh, Stoke-on-Trent, mm-hmm. neonatal. And uh, they gave me a key, um, gave me my own room, basically, because we had one son, one son already, uh, who's three years old. And uh, I actually uh, gave up, because I had a business at the time, and I gave up the business to you know, obviously to be with my son right. um, and my partner would stay at home. She, you know, she'd come obviously every day, but uh, you know, she, we had another son to take care of too, you know, but I was there full time and uh, I was, you know, as, as you can ex- expect, you know, being a parent, you know, you, you, it's just one of the worst things anyone could go through, you know? Yeah. And, really uh, and you know something, I, I thought to myself, you know, I really want to pray. I really want to pray. But for me personally, you know, I felt very hypocritical because we all tend to pray in times of need. So can I ask at that point in your life, uh, were you a religious man or or not? I was open-minded. Right. I was open-minded, yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I didn't know where to start because I hadn't read any Bibles. You know, I'm not familiar with all the the old fashioned jargon, what they use in the Bible. And I don't, I didn't want to use that because it, you know, it's not my words, you know, and I just thought, you know, if there really is something out there, 
then it will understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, yeah, it will, it will understand what I'm saying. So that's what I did. I didn't pray in my head. I, I spoke out aloud. And to be honest with you, at first it was, I felt kind of embarrassed, but because of the circumstances, I just thought, you know, I, you know, it's something that I need to do. It's just something I felt like I really needed to do. And that's what I did, you know? Yeah. At that uh, time you just felt like, um, you just wanted to reach out at that time in your life. Just felt definitely. right at that time. Yes, it did. Yeah. Without okay. a doubt. But, uh, yeah, what it was is, uh, I can't recall exactly the words I was saying, but I just said something along the lines of, look, you know, if you really are real, you know, um, I feel very hypocritical saying these prayers out loud because, you know, I'm calling out to you in terms of desperation and great need. Mm. But, uh, you know, I really would like you to, you know, if my son wants to live, if you could give him the strength to fight for himself, you know, to live, you know, and yeah, it it was hard doing that, but yeah, I'd done it. But, you know, I'd, I'd do it like two or three, maybe four times a day. I would pray. Mm-hmm. And each time I prayed, it got easier and easier. And, you know, about two months went past. I think it was about eight or nine weeks that went past. And it, it's something, you know, some things you really just can't explain, but I'm going to do my best here, okay? Okay. Um, it just really hit me. And all of a sudden, you know, you hear people go on about, uh, you know, God spoke to me. You know, it was nothing like that. I didn't hear no voices or anything like that. But what it was, was a feeling where I could translate automatically in my mind and I knew exactly what it was. And it was, you know, I'm here. I've always been here. You've had to surrender your heart and your soul to me. And I felt like... You know, like when you put your hands over your face and you just smother your whole body, you know, as closely as you can. Mm. And that's how it felt, you know, to show me that he was there right in front of me, but not just to me, but to everyone, you know. And and I really believe it's because I really did. You know, I, I, I gave my soul to God. Yeah. You know, I had no negative thoughts. I had no um, disbeliefs, you know, and... And it really hit me. It was something so powerful. It, it literally took me to my knees. So it's, it's, and, uh, it's what people would describe as, as a, like a pure epiphany washing over you, yeah? I get, Yeah, I, I guess so. But it, it's, it was just something that, you know, it was just so powerful. It's something that I've never experienced in my life, yeah. you know? And I appreciate, you know, we all do things and we can all accomplish things, you know, out of desperation, you know? Right. But this was just something else. It, it was just, it was just unreal. It was just something that, you know, has stayed with me for eleven years, and uh, and I haven't looked back. No, and that um, singular experience that you described there, very powerfully, like that feeling. I guess will never, you'll never forget how that felt in that moment. Never, no. I mean, it's something like. I can recall all the emotions. I can recall everything. I still carry that very dear to me now, you know, and I feel very blessed. Wow. I really do. I really do. It's, it's, an, it's a, just an amazing experience. I feel very lucky, you know. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was just very powerful. It was, it was amazing because, like, I could like, literally translate the feeling, you know, in my mind. And, 
it was like you know when you you think and you, you obviously have to think mm-hmm. you know of words and stuff but it wasn't like that it, the feeling just automatically translated so it wasn't into, um it wasn't necessarily even like you heard the words inside of you you just knew the words yeah no i didn't i didn't hear the words no it Nothing. was the feeling that was presented to right. me it was i guess it, it you know i don't know but it, maybe it was coded mm-hmm. i don't know but it was something real and you know and it happened to me and it was just amazing it was you know i mean i still can't believe it now <laughs> but yeah it's uh it was amazing yeah yeah wow that that is an amazing story like it we haven't had uh many of those where people sort of talk about um their own sort of spiritual awakening in a way in in such a way as that um it's definitely something i'd be interested in in hearing more of from other listeners as well because that like i say that's a real core element to the show we have um we all have different sort of beliefs on the show and, and stuff and um, of course yeah that's something that really interests us so uh, yeah i mean the thing really is i think there's beauty it. in all religion you know yeah uh, i mean myself you know i wouldn't class myself as uh, catholic or uh you know uh heart of you know like church of england or anything like that mm-hmm. all i do know is that you know that there is something there yeah i know that I, I would bet my life on it i really would and you know i think you know there's beauty in all religion you know because we all believe in the same god you know no one has the right to say you know that's wrong or this is wrong you know uh, but yeah it was, it was amazing it was mind-blowing yeah it really was so there we go that's the the bit uh, the conversation i had with andy about his spirituality I don't know how uh, much you've heard things like that before, Beef. Yeah, quite a lot. I think, um, so we, we've spoken about prophecy before. Yeah. Um, on the episode, but never really in much depth. Um, uh, yeah, maybe it'd be good to actually look at that, but I'm just trying to figure out like a decent way of, of, of looking at it. But yeah, a lot of the time, um, it, yeah, you just when people say that they've heard from God, it is just like a, um, it's almost like an impression that you get in your mind. And it, mm-hmm. it just, uh, yeah, people always explain it in, in the way that he's just explained. They just, it, it, you just, it, it's almost like, yeah, it, yeah, exactly like that. It's like knowledge that you've kind of interpreted. Um, and yeah, it just, it's more like a sense or a feeling. So mm. yeah, that that's yeah. As you were explaining that, it's all very familiar to me. I've heard that many times. Wow. I I I to me, it sounded similar to things that you had said about to me before about experiences of people that you know and stuff, uh, conversations that we had. So when he was saying that, it it felt familiar to me, even though it's not something that I've experienced or know anyone that has. Yeah. Um So that kind of rung true. Yeah, it sounds really like wishy washy and vague when you're trying to explain it, but you you. Yeah, it's just it's hard to explain and put it into words. And the times where I have felt like I've heard from God when I've been with someone else, it's it's always, you know, and you share something with them and it might be something that they've not told anyone before. It's something that they have been thinking about. Um, yeah, and it's obviously something that you would never know yourself. Mm. So it's... Yeah, it's kind of hard to explain, but it, it just sounds really vague and really, it's you know none of it, none of it's like scientific or logical whatsoever. Well, that, um, it really stood out to me when he told me that because mm. the conviction in his voice 
as yeah. he was telling me that was so strong and so vivid a memory. Mm. It's, it's quite it's a long time It's kind of like when you um, have a dream, though, isn't it? Like, you know what the dream means to you, but when you try and verbalize mm. it, you're trying yeah, exactly. to explain what's happening. And as you're explaining it, you're like, that doesn't make sense. But I understand, like, but the, the words just don't do it justice because it's like mm. energies and connections which are being trying to be converted to words but you know if you don't have the words then you just interpret them as feelings and you kind of amalgamate those things together so the the yeah there's just no words for it it's interesting because it's not something i experienced but i could kind of understand it like i can i i can understand what he's describing yeah yeah in a weird way but anyway that's that's not necessarily a ghost story that's a, a spiritual awakening. Uh, but yeah. I wanted to include it on this episode because we do talk a lot about spirituality on this show. And it does play into uh, another part of the conversation I had with him, which I'm just going to play now, um, which is more closely related to ghost stories. So that is kind of the setup for this. And I'm going to play that now. Okay. Uh, my son uh, was about a year and a half, the one who was really poorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd done brilliantly. You know, he pulled through fantastic. Uh, we moved yeah thank you Uh, we moved home and uh, we're out in a uh, a tiny village uh, just off Stratford upon Avon and uh, yeah one particular night you know nothing unusual from you know one night to the next really uh, I started to come round very early hours of the morning uh, and I felt like a like a like a rub like a pain in my temple and you know, like when you're asleep and you're coming round to something uncomfortable, you know, something uncomfortable is happening to you. Uh, I had to, I had to pause for a few moments to gather, obviously, my senses because I've just been woken up from being asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, I still had my eyes shut and I was just thinking, you know, I'm awake now. I'm going to just lay here and I'm going to wait because I thought it was part of a dream. I thought it was just maybe a bit of discomfort. And uh, it must have been about 10 seconds, something like that. And um, I felt it again. But the thing is, maybe, I don't know, but what it was is I visioned a very angry person with, like if you take your finger and you bend your finger, and I I had a vision of somebody uh, twisting their like a like their finger knuckle into my temple right. with uh, with anger. They were very angry, and at that point, you know, obviously, you know, I'm a big, strong guy. You know, um, I, I was, you know, I was kind of scared, you know, uh, because I actually felt that when I was awake. You know, right. I made sure I was awake. And it was, like and it was that, sorry, can I just? It was like a, a actual yeah, physical yeah. feeling that you could feel. Yes, it was. Yeah, right. I could feel my hair like matting around in, in my temple. Right. With with a finger, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so basically, what happened was was uh, I, you know, you get up and go about your business as you do. And my family at the time, uh, they went out. I was in the house on my own, and because my faith was so strong, uh, I felt I was, you know, I was capable of uh, dealing with this because obviously it was a shock to me. You know, we all hear about ghost stories and things like that and stuff. Uh, 
I was still a little bit sceptical, but all I know is is the experience I had was real. And, you know, and the vision I had was somebody very angry, a really angry person. So I decided to go back into that room, into uh, the family bedroom, because what it was, you see, my son was in the cot at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and I spoke out aloud in the room and something to the effect of, I don't know who you are. And I don't know why you're here, but you came into my home. You've come into my bedroom. My son was asleep in his cot. And you have to attack me with my family in the room. And I find that very cowardly. I don't know what your business is, but you need to stop. If you lived here before then you need to know that another family has moved in now. We're happy here. This is our home. I respect that you may have lived here, but you do not live here anymore. You need to find something that you love, something that is very close to you, and you need to move on. You need to find that light. You need to find that happiness, and you need to go and be happy. And ever since I said them words, I've heard nothing ever since. And that was like 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago. And so there was no, no response to that and nothing, no, no unusual sort of experience or activity following that, that sort of, uh, warning almost that you gave. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. But, uh, I did have a neighbor. I did it. Actually, I did talk to a neighbor about it. Okay. Uh, And I explained to them and they told me that there was a a very old gentleman living in the home uh, and he died about six months before we moved in. And uh, he'd fallen down the stairs and he was laying there for a few days before he was found. So I, I put that to my experience because he was a very old guy and the the vision I had Mm -hmm. was somebody very old and uh, extremely angry. Right. You know, and, uh, and yeah, that, that was, uh, that was an experience I've had. That was a physical experience. Wow. So you, so um, the, the, the the gentleman they described who lived in the, in the house previously, that sort of just gelled with the, imagery you had had from your own experience so to you very that, much so that fitted very much so right yeah and sorry how long ago did you say it was 10 years ago yeah it's between yeah because things my son's 13 now yeah sorry it must have been about 11 years yeah right. about 11 years ago yeah yeah it's just a yeah uh quite an awful experience at the time but i think like you say you know because of my belief and stuff it it seemed very natural for me to have done that right you know I think um, uh, sometimes people who have um, a strong faith will find uh, courage in those situations, um, almost like they have the sort of feeling of their faith backing them, like behind them. I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard that, that sort of thing a few times now, where someone who has a very strong faith, suddenly in, in, those, right. in those situations, they a sort of their fear is sort of like, you know, squashed a little bit underneath them. They can it sort is, of overcome yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, I did actually say, sorry, I missed this bit out. I did actually say that, you know, I'm I'm quite angry 
because of what you did, you know, it, it was kind of a cowardly thing to do, you know, to come into my home, to, to my family bedroom where my child was asleep yeah, yeah. and to attack me, you know. Uh, but yeah, nothing, nothing's been heard since. And, and in fact, actually, my older son, he actually goes to school with, uh, with his grandchild. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all, you know, it all falls into place, that one. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks again. Um, You're welcome. So there we go. That's uh, the the other part of the story I had with Andy. It almost feels like demonic, maybe, or a malevolent spirit. It was a really sort of interesting story, though. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that does sound very demonic to me. Um. Yeah, that's freaky. Yeah, that is that is demonic, and the, and, and I'm sure that's how that's how he, um. You know, that's how he sees it. Yeah, and the way um, he uh, used his spirituality, I guess, that he'd found yeah. uh, only a year and a half before that um, against it in a way that seemed to actually have an effect. Mm. So, Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I like that. He kind of like exercised it himself. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Awesome. I like that. So there we go. Very Thanks, different. Andy. Yeah, very different. And I like the I like the personal story as well. I like the um yeah, the you know, the story about his son and uh yeah, and, and how he actually became or how he actually came to a faith is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I guess in desperate times you do things that you probably wouldn't do, which is that's how um Rachel's dad became a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um he wasn't interested in church whatsoever. Um, but by this time, Rachel's mum had started going to church, um, but her dad wasn't, and he was smoking quite heavily, smoking um, like a lot of cigarettes a day. Went to the doctors. Doctor said to him, "If you don't stop this, like now, um, you'll be dead within like a year. Um, you you need to stop right now." And he tried everything, you know, typical um, smoker trying to give up. Like just tried everything, just can everything he tried wasn't working. And he said, by this time, Rachel and her brother and her mum had all been going to church for a while, came back. Um, and he's like, it just felt like he was left with no other option. He's like, I've, I've, I've been told I'm going to die unless I drastically changed my lifestyle. So he prayed and he said, he remembers like praying and thinking, this is stupid. I don't believe this. So why am I doing it? This is completely bonkers. He said he woke up the next morning and nothing, like no cravings. And that was the last time he had a cigarette. Um, and he said it was one of those things like he bargained, like, if you do this, if, you, if you're if you there, if this is, like, if you're, you know, real, then I need you to make it, like, physically feel different. Like, I need you to just take it away. Like, this craving, I need you to remove it from my life. Like, it's mm. not a part of me. Otherwise, I can't do it. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. Mm. So it's quite cool when it's got a personal story attached to it. Yeah, and it's it's nice to have, uh, like I say, we do talk about spirituality quite a lot on this show, having uh, different spiritual backgrounds and stuff. So it was interesting to get a spiritual story from a listener as well, and mm. one that was so personal. Yeah, um, awesome. So we'll do, do you want to do one more story each? Oh, yeah. Yep, sounds good. Okay, so I'll send you one now, Beef. So this is from James Madison. Awesome. Let's have a look. Okay. Around 2011, I think, I don't recall the exact year, but I remember one of my good friends from high school was with me. We were staying the night at my old house after cross-country 
practice playing Minecraft, as nerdy dumbasses like us did regularly at that time. All went well, and around 12 or so, we decided to go to bed. I didn't dream anything at first. It was kind of like a black void of nothingness. But then I opened my eyes. It felt like it was around 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, as it was still oddly dark out and that weird feeling you get at that hour struck me hard we were sleeping in the basement and i was on this old beat up blue couch we had sleeping towards the room i tried to get up but it was as if my head was stuck in place and i could only move my eyes and neck just barely (laughs) that was when i looked across the room behind a wood cabinet and saw a black figure with no face and a red boxy tie around 15 feet in front of me I stared at him for about five seconds in awe of what I was seeing, keeping in mind at this time I was looking up a lot of those stupid Slenderman videos and really brought into the whole ideal that he may be real. I have literally never been that paralysed with fear in my entire life, even to this day, but after a few seconds I tried closing my eyes to go back to sleep, still shitting my pants and afraid that if I closed them they would be closer. Ah, I'm not sure how, but it worked. As I woke up the next morning and shook my friend awake, I have even asked him about it recently, and he said that I woke him up saying, dude, holy shit, I saw him, I fucking saw him. I think this was just sleep paralysis brought on by my obsessive paranoia about the Slender Man at the time, but that piercing fear and the image of that blurred out face will never leave me for as long as I live. Mm. Oh, I th- blurred I out sick. faces, tis his favourite. <laughs> oh. What is it with those blurred out faces? We have to talk about blurred out faces every oh. ghost episode. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Um, dark figure. Slender Man, blurred out faces, classics. Oh, I can't, I just can't. And, and it's it's that coupled with the, the it like edges closer. Yeah. Oh, I can't, I just can't even, I really can't. It stresses me out. Yeah. Oh. So I'll tell you guys the final one of my experiences quickly. Um, the, the, my experiences are just so minor. It's like that seeing that thing in the window, seeing the cat in the hallway. So this one was last New Year's Eve, not the one just gone, the one before. So it's quite a while ago. And uh, I was away with um, some members of my family and we'd gone out drinking New Year's Eve. And um, and we actually, we started drinking quite early. So everyone actually went to bed really early, like before midnight. So they actually (laughs) missed the actual New Year's thing. But me and my brothers uh, stayed up. And then at like five minutes past 12, I was like, right, I'm actually going to bed now. (laughs) <laughs> but I drank quite a lot. And um, so, again, this might just be me drunk seeing things. But I woke up in the early hours of, of the night, sort of three in the morning. And you know when you've been drinking a lot and go to sleep and you wake up and you're like that feeling of like, oh, am I going to be sick? Have I woken up because I need to be sick? Yeah. And I sort of stood up and I felt very lightheaded. And um, I went to the bathroom because I felt like very rational drunk head was like, I'm going to be sick. I haven't been sick for drinking for years, but I had that memory of that feeling. And I sort of yeah. stood in there and I sat on the side of the bath and I was like, no, I feel fine actually. Like I just need some a glass of water, had a glass of water, went back to bed. And when I went back, I started sleeping on the sofa. When I went back into the lounge, I just saw a figure standing at the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> um, oh. Like a dark, 
child-sized humanoid figure. Mm. And I didn't feel scared. I was just, I was just like, what? Like, I, it was like, I, maybe it was one of my brothers, you know? And then it just wasn't there anymore. Like, I sort of blinked twice and there was nothing there. And I was just like, weird. But my, I wasn't scared. I was just like, weird. I went to bed. I got back on the sofa and went to sleep. Uh, but that image is stuck in my head. Oh, that's awful. Oh, Tess, that was... <laughs> Man, that was... <laughs> it's so hard. I've waited so long to tell you guys that. Because uh, I've been wanting be to do it on the episode. It. You see more ghosts than anyone I know. And I'm the least... And believe the Not the most grim ones, but the consistent sort of... Yeah, follow. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like... What would it take for you to believe in one? I think Charlie Charlie still takes the biscuit. Oh, Charlie's is summon chaos. It's fucking mental. I can't even... I've kind of put it out of my mind. I just know that it's a mad story, and that's enough. I don't need to know the details again, because, yeah, it took me a while to get that out. Right, Tiss, do you want to tell one more? Let's do it. This is from Cat Waters. Cat Waters. Uh, Yes, I've seen I, I recognise the name Cat Waters. I do recognise the name. Yeah, I, I think, think she's seen, quite um, active on Facebook. I've seen her on as Facebook. Well. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So here we go, Tis. This one starts uh, when I was at uni. Right, here we go. When I was at uni, I had a summer job in Hampton Court Palace, which is reputedly home to many spooks, including the ghost of Catherine Howard, who supposedly ran screaming down the haunted corridor after she found out. She was going to be executed. I worked in the gift shops, of which there are four in the palace, and one of them is located in the old Tudor part of the building. Historically and architecturally, it's a very interesting building, as it's uh, what I think is called a palimpsest? Palimpsest? Uh, A mixture of different styles and periods that have been added on at various points in time. Um, anyway, the staff room on the Tudor gift shop was directly above the shop and could be reached by one of the two very narrow spiral staircases, one of which was always locked during the day. I was on my lunch break by myself and was just sitting down to have lunch when I heard someone moving around in the kitchen. It was the sound of clanking porcelain and a tap running and a cupboard closing. I went into the kitchen to see who was there, but it was empty and the tap was off. Nobody else was upstairs, and we all took our breaks at different times. I told one of my colleagues about what I'd heard, and she just grimaced and said, yeah, that's why we keep the radio on. Oh, shit! Shit! From then on, I spent my lunch times listening to Absolute 80s. Absolute, (laughs) absolute plan, that is. A few weeks later, we had a talk from one of the building historians who suggested that the part of the building that the shop and the staff were tearing up already, the part, <laughs> suggested the part of the building that the shop and the staff room were located on was once the apartments of Anne Boleyn. I hope she liked the Pet Shop Boys. Oh, no. <laughs> so the ghost of Anne oh. Boleyn, potentially. That is ridiculous. It's like, oh, yeah, I've, I've heard this, and they're like, yeah, that's why we... Uh, keep the radio on oh that's horrible again it's just verification isn't it yes absolute Uh. verification i fucking hate verification i want them to be like (laughs) what you want about but they're not 
No one ever is. Verification. As if, like, this ghost has got a blue tick next to its name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> verified. Anne Boleyn, verified. It's verified. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's horrible. Oh, God. What a way to get around it, though. Let's just put the radio on. Let's not have our lunches... Isn't or isn't change that jobs, British though? You know. Let's not acknowledge it, this. It is quite British. How British is that? We just we just do ignore that over there. We're just gonna make more noise than the ghost is making. I think at work I could deal with it because at work I'm like I, I could fall into the character of Adam, the sort of builder electrician. <laughs> so it's sort of like I'll oh, fuck off, mate. Put the radio on, have a, a cup character. of tea. Don't worry. But me at home, that would that would break me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at home. Yeah, exactly. You can't escape it. You feel vulnerable when something is invading your home space. Yes. When you're at work, it feels like you don't have to be there. So you sort of like half just think, oh, fuck it. Do you know what I mean? But when you're at home, it's like, this is my space. I'm sharing it with a ghosty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <sighs> that's why we have the radio on. There we go. That's like the end of a, oh, yeah, that's horrible. Absolute that's really horrible. Absolute ghostlies. Abs- <laughs> you can just imagine Matt Matt Berry Absolute Radio <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I've got one more oh. one more recording which I'm gonna put in now. Uh this is also from someone I spoke to on the last uh listener stories episode. This is Jake Farr, who we spoke about. Um do you remember he talked about his granddad being able to take the fire out of someone? Yeah. And we had a whole conversation about being able to take other people's pain away. Um, and he also he saw a UFO at some point as well. But during that same conversation, he talked about his thoughts that his home was potentially haunted and the tests he would do uh, to see if it was. So I'm going to play the audio from that now. All right. So the ghost story is I've been living in my apartment for three years now. And I've constantly heard weird noises and um, in my email um, that I sent to you, I said I had a like a little um, lucky cat thing like the Japanese lucky cat um, on my entertainment center, like above my TV and it would fall down all the time. And my roommate and I had no idea, like, why it was falling down. We didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. So that was fine. We just kind of accepted it and, you know, thought it was like a weird thing or whatever. Um, And then more recently, um, my wife and I have two dogs and a cat. And um, just last night one of our dogs um, was like in our bed with us and she just got up and started barking and staring like towards our bathroom door. There was nothing there. Nothing was going on. She was just staring at it, barking, and she wouldn't move at all. Um, And she's done that before. She's like looked down our hallway and was just barking for no reason, just sitting in the same spot, just barking and barking and staring. And we couldn't do anything to stop her from doing that. So this is, in, is, this is in your current apartment now? Correct, yeah. We're still in this apartment. We're, and, it, and it's still ongoing? 
yeah, it's still happening. It happens all the time. Um, it's not really a rare thing. It happens all the time. Um, we hear weird stuff. Things fall off of shelves and counters. Um, both of our dogs and our cat just stare at a certain spot sometimes. And they're all, you know, pretty obedient. We, you know, train them really well. And if we, like, call them or even if we say, like, hey, do you want a treat? They will not come. They just sit exactly where they are and stare and bark. They just, they don't care about anything we're saying. And usually they do. Usually they do, you know, whatever we say. So do you feel the apartment is potentially haunted? I mean, I think so. I don't know what else it would be. Because I've had a few emails from people who have said, um, they've talked about sort of um, the animal link to the spiritual and the paranormal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, th- and then they'll, they'll say like they have experiences in haunted apartments and they'll say, you know, such and such happened, this happened, that happened, loads of unexplained uh, stuff. But if they have a, a pet, they're always sort of attuned into that sort of weird going on. And there's always some yeah. sort of link to the, to the pet. Mm-hmm. But how long has that been going on? Um, it's been going on since I moved in. Um, so a buddy of mine was living in that apartment when I moved in about three years ago. Mm. And then he moved out and my wife moved in. Um, so it's been going on for about three years and it hasn't stopped or changed stuff still falls off of the entertainment center. Like we have a bunch of little figures and, you know, little things above the TV. Um, and they just fall off for no reason all the time. And all of our pets constantly will just stare at one spot. And sometimes they won't bark. It, like, it doesn't seem like they're upset about it. They're just staring at it like something is there, and they're aware of it. If you've, Which, if you've been there for three years, do you feel like you're sort of used to it now? Like, does it creep you out at all, or is it just part of living there? Um, to me, it's just kind of part of living there. Um, it creeped me out at first for sure, which I think it would to anyone. Um, but now it's just kind of been normalized and I just expect that that's going to happen. And I've never been like scratched or pushed down or anything like, you know, like a demonic possession or something. None of that's ever happened. It's just stuff falls off of things our animals, you know, look at a direction and that's it. So I got really used to it and I don't know what I think about like ghosts and paranormal stuff, but I would like if it was real. So the fact that it's kind of happening to me is, is fine. Right. Okay. Because I want it to be real. Can I ask you a question? Um, yeah, sure. When I when something strange is going on, because what, mm-hmm. what I'm having I'm having sort of like slight flashbacks to when I used to live at my mum's house when I was uh, sort of a teenager. Um, yeah. And 
I, her house is very creepy and there's lots of weird things that happen there. And I used to always think that place was haunted. And um, if something really weird happened, I would always find myself, eventually I would start sort of almost talking to nothing, like as if there was something there. I would almost mm-hmm. be like, you know, if you're here, come show yourself, come talk to me. Like I'm open to, yeah. to see what's going on. Do you ever find yourself doing anything like that or is that just me? No, I, I absolutely do that. I try to talk to it. I say like, if there's anyone here or anything, please make a sign, make a knock, you know, knock something down, do anything. Um, because I just want to know what it is. And I, I honestly really want it to be a ghost or something right? because I just want that to be real. Yeah. You want that proof, right? If it's something you're unsure about or skeptical of in any way, you, but something's happening, you want that proof. You want some evidence like, am I going mad or is this actually a thing that's happening to me? You want an answer as to why it's happening and what it is. Yeah. Because like both answers to that question are, kind of unbelievable either i'm crazy Mm. and it's not really happening or it's actually a ghost because it is happening that's an objective thing it this is happening to me so i'm either crazy or it's real and both of those are kind of ridiculous so So, what does your partner think to it um my wife is a little more afraid of it than I am um it kind of spooks me a little bit but I want it to be real so bad that I'm willing to like go through that Mm. it's kind of like getting a tattoo like you know it's gonna hurt but you want to do it because the result is worth it so for me if there's a ghost I'm okay dealing with whatever it's gonna do because I get to know that ghosts are real for sure, which nobody knows. Yeah, that's like the ultimate sort of <laughs> unknowable knowledge yeah. you're getting there. Yeah, that's like amazing. <laughs> so I just really want it. And she is just spooked by it and just doesn't want it, doesn't care about it. Um, she feels very differently than I do, but I really want it to be real. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so thanks again, Jake. Um, we had a good conversation uh, last summer. Uh, finally got around to playing that. But it's interesting. We've talked about that on the show, haven't we, guys, about um, pets and animals reacting to things mm. that aren't there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And wanting, yeah. wanting so much to believe something. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think we're out of stories for tonight. I made some really good ones tonight. It's a really, been good a really good batch. Yeah. It's good. It's the sort of thing where, you know, I wouldn't want to do this every week because eventually you just get a bit fed up. Mm. But the, some of those stories are so different. Yeah, when it comes along, it's a great episode, I think. Yeah. Because it isn't every week. It is sort of like... But I think people come for the ghost stories. Or or maybe. <laughs> They're always popular. Like, people have been yeah. itching for this new ghost stories. So I, I've used so many, but I'm ready to, for, to hear some more. So listeners, yeah. send us more ghost stories. Uh, more ghost stories. Unexplainable UK at mail.com or you can contact on the website weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com and send us those stories. Because all I do is I sort of flip through them 
star them, and then I come to them every now and then when we've got one of these episodes. If anyone can make me full-on ball, they can get a prize, maybe. You guys got any favourites from tonight? Blurred-out faces. Just all the blurred-out faces. I'm thinking back to the translucent man, to be honest. Yeah, translucent that man. was freaky. That- you know, I love that translucent man one. I just wish that the uh, person who sent it wasn't uh, a redacted name, because it means we can't give them Listener of the Week. Well, we can. Oh. They will know. They will know. They'll know. Okay, Listener of the Week redacted. is redacted. Listener of the Week. It's like that, it's like that time um, Sex Pistols won number one, but it was redacted. So they, no yeah, one exactly. won number one that week. So This is just a big black bar. <laughs> yeah. Listener of the Week. No, well, fair play, because um, that, was, that was a great story. I'm going to say their name and have to beep it out now. Thanks, and uh, thanks for sending your story. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it wasn't matey boy that keeps on trolling us, is it? Oh, God. <laughs> no. No. Listener Villain of the, of the week. week. Villain of the week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, talking about things of the week, uh, our, on the last episode we joked about the possible featured dog of the week. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I've got... We've, we received so many cool dog pictures, so... <laughs> Um, I love it. I love. Why didn't we do this sooner? The uh, guys, do you remember the one that we got around Christmas time of the chocolate lab with the Christmas lights on it? Yeah, that's that's dog of the week. Even though Christmas awesome. was months ago, like Jack's Joe Plunkett's chocolate lab, dog of the week. Amazing. I love it. I love that we've got people contributing to this. <laughs> I, so I keep sending dog of the weeks, guys. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, and if you yeah. do want to send your dog of the week, same place, unexplainableuk at mail.com or the website weirdtales and the unexplainable.com. Now, I do need to say something about the website. I, um, like I said, I'm really cutting down my podcasting responsibilities this year. That includes the blog posts for Weird Tales. There are no longer going to be individual blog posts. Weird Tales and the unexplainable.com will still be there. It'll be a place to find all the exterior links and stuff. It just means that in the future when we play YouTube videos or things, we just have to properly credit them on the show. Uh, it just saves me a lot of time having to do these individual blog posts. The website mm. will still be updated with, you know, merchandise and, and uh, the links to the different things that are important, but there won't be the in-depth individual blog posts from this point forward. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's just one of the things. There's loads. I don't want to stop any of my podcasts, but there's just a number of little things that I'm doing that are the like, extra work just so I can keep them going. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Yeah, sweet. Makes yeah. sense, mate. And talking of my other podcasts, I don't know if I've said it on any of the, my other shows yet, but Five Minute Folklore will be ending this year. Um, oh, I love doing the show, but it's so much work and I really don't have time to get them out regularly so uh, i've committed to doing five more episodes so throughout this year i'll put out a lot a final five episodes um and then i'll be calling it a night on that series uh my other podcast uh known for the filmography podcast um that's getting more and more listeners that's a really fun one to do um it's not too much work because it just involves watching films which i do most nights anyway if you haven't checked that out yet go check that out there's some really good episodes of that if we, if you want a good one uh the lawrence fishburne episode we did was uh, a real good one i think that's our best one so far so check out the lawrence fishburne episode of known for uh, filmography podcast any and, plans to do an adam sandler uh, known for um i don't know only if, if becca chooses one i think oh it's my turn next and i've already got my ideas but we've we've got a leonardo dicaprio episode coming out in like a week from this one coming 
Um, nice. So that should be a good one. Yep. Adam Sandler. Tissy's favourite. <laughs> right, I think we're done. Is there anything else we normally say at the end of these episodes? I feel like... Puns. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Find us on Twitter. Go on the website and if there's any information you need, it's all on there. Ah, there is one more thing. In uh, This is the other announcement of Wayo, so I'm cutting down my podcasting ties. Uh, my Patreon, which has been really popular and I've been doing some really cool things on there, I just don't have time to run it anymore. So um, the bonus episodes I did on there are going to go to probably Bandcamp soon and you're going to be able to buy them individually. All the uh, bonus shows I did, there's some really, really good stuff on there. But I'll announce that probably on the next episode properly. But patrons, it's still going to be open if you want to donate to my time of editing different shows. Uh, it's patreon.com slash bobshoy. But there won't be bonus content on there going forward, which is a real shame because I liked the extra income and I really liked doing those extra shows with the different people I did them with. But I just don't have the time. That's fair. Fair, fair enough. enough. So again, yeah, mate. yeah, it's going to be my my podcasting year is now. Weird Tales four weeks, two weeks off, four weeks, two weeks off. Me and Rick are going to record the occasional Weird Tales revisited, which will probably just go up on the normal Weird Tales feed. Uh, we'll probably do one like once per series of Weird Tales. I'll chuck one of them in as well. Uh, me and Becca are doing Known for once a month, and we are doing the occasional spin-off episode of four and one more which patrons will know that's a really fun show and five minute folklore is gonna be five more and then it's done that's that's my podcast and stuff done sweet it's all changing mate it's all changing but it's all good stuff everything i'm putting Change out is good. i'm happy with Change is good and uh yeah thanks for listening everyone i hope you enjoyed this first episode of 2020 uh in two weeks time beef's going to be hosting an episode am i yeah it's your turn beef <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome you got any ideas it's going to be a good one. Whatever it is, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. It's always good. It's always good. I I loved all... 2019, I thought all the stuff we put out was so, so good. Yeah, last year was good. It was a good good year. Yeah, I really need to get on the uh, the next episode so I can, re- you know, really go into it with well, less you've episodes. Got, you've got the longest time, Tis, because you yours was the last one. Yeah. I'm going to try and get all the facts absolutely correct. Right, okay. Uh, so thanks for listening, everyone. Um, I haven't got any uh, outro music or anything this week. Uh, we're just going to fade out with some ambient noise from the old rooms in uh, when I saw the ghost in America. And if you do want some music on the outro music, uh, I've had a few sent recently, so I will go through those and put some in future episodes. But if you're in a band, you make music, send us your songs and we'll try and put them in from time to time as outro music on the show. But there we go. Until next time, don't know. Spook you later. Just see you later. Smell you later. you later. Yeah. Um, love you lots, and we'll see you soon. Love you lots, everyone. Bye bye bye. Thanks for bye, listening. Bye bye bye. Bye bye. 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 Could be someone just trying to freak us out. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.